Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for another fun Friday for Friday, March 5th. My name is Javier Reyes, your host of this year's Lockdown Padres podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno. And if you feel so inclined, hit me up on either of those two places with any questions you might have, and I'll do my very best to answer them here on the show. And today, we've got to, like, I, I, I keep telling all the listeners, like, every Friday, I just happen to be able to get a get a new guest. And today, I'm, I'm welcoming the host of the Locked On Arizona Diamondbacks, the Diamondbacks podcast, Mr. Millard Thomas. How you doing, man? Doing pretty good. Thank you for having me on today's podcast. <laughs> It's a good one, I think, and I'm excited about this. I've had Jeff Snyder on, who's the, um, one of the hosts of the Dodgers podcast, and I feel like it's it's important to get out, you know, some divisional rivalry and whatnot here and there. And I'm excited about doing this. So, Millard, talk about what's because I feel like with the Padres and Diamondbacks, just comparing the two teams for a second, they're both kind of the the two teams that are most likely, I guess, to get that number two spot. I feel like the Rockies and the Giants, not so much. What like what is your elevator pitch for the Diamondbacks heading into the season? My elevator pitch. What do you mean by that? I'm not sure if I've heard that term before. <laughs> just like <laughs> I don't know, just a quick thing, you know. <laughs> like, uh, what's, the, what's the lay down? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say the D-backs are a little bit slept on heading into the 2020 MLB season. I think they're a pretty solid team. If I had to put an over or under on wins for the season, I'll probably have them at 87 and a half. I have them right around the 90 win uh, mark probably for the for the season. I think they'll probably be a borderline wildcard team. It really just depends on if some guys from last year continue the, their breakout seasons. They had a few guys on the team last year that, that players think are just got that a lot of media and people who follow the team think that they're, they're just going to regress, basically. Guys like Eduardo Escobar, Christian Walker, guys like that really had breakout and career seasons last year. Even Ketel Marte really had a career season. So a lot of people think guys like that are just going to have a little bit of a regression in the 2020 MLB season. And that might be true, but I think a lot of them can duplicate what they did in the 2019 season. I don't think what they did was too hard to replicate. Eduardo Escobar had 35 bombs, but he only batted about 270 with 100 RBIs. So it's not like he had these eye-popping stats. He played pretty well on the season, and that's kind of along the same lines as like a Christian Walker or some other guys that they had who had breakout seasons. I think uh, for the 2020 MLB season, those guys continue the pace that they had last year. Then uh, they'll be pretty effective as a team as a whole heading into 2020. Then I also think their pitching is going to be a key cog. They have a lot of guys who are vying for rotation spots right now. Madison Bumgarner is really the only clear-cut guy, probably Robbie Ray, too, is the only clear-cut guys who you would say has locks on rotation spots. Even you could throw Luke Weaver in there. But they have another four to five pitchers who are going to be vying for that three, four, and five spot with Zach Gallen, Merrill Kelly, Mike Leake, uh, guys like that, Taylor Clark, Alex Young. So they have a lot of young pitchers who are yeah, a lot of young starting pitchers who are going to be vying for those last few spots. And depending on how they look in the 2020 MOB season, it's going to determine a lot for the D-backs. But Madison Bumgarner could come back to what he was with the Giants. He had a little bit of a down year last year. But if he could come back to peak Madison Bumgarner, then I think uh, it really is going to spell well for the D-backs. And then if that uh, Marte Parte at the top of the lineup with Ketel Marte, <laughs> And Starling Marte really start to click and really produce on a high level. And the D-backs have a great chance of winning right around 90 games and 
getting one of those two wild card spots. That was quite the elevator pitch, Miller. I really appreciate yeah, it. That was a, yeah. <laughs> I just kept going on the tangent, honestly. Oh, I know, I know what you mean, man. And it's interesting because you brought up Marte. You got the Marte duo right there on the on the Diamondbacks. I actually wanted the Padres to trade for a star of the Marte, and instead they decided to trade away their only center fielder, and now they might not have one heading into the season. So that's really great. But I must say, with the Diamondbacks, for well, for one thing, just a general type of statement, I've always enjoyed the aesthetic of the Diamondbacks. I like the uniforms. I like the team name. <laughs> They've just always been one of those teams that – you it's it's very hard to not like to hate them you know what i mean mm-hmm. i'm not one of those people who hates every team in the division i just i need reason to i i just don't like that that kind of way of thinking what do you think is like if you had to pick a sleeper player for the the diamondbacks that not a lot of people are talking about who would you think that would be oh people who listen to the locked on diamondbacks this guy been har- uh, harping on for the last couple of weeks that is zach gallon he was acquired mid-season mm-hmm. last year from the uh, Florida Marlins, I believe, and uh, the Miami Marlins, I mean. And uh, he was pretty good with the Arizona Diamondbacks, with the, the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Miami Marlins. Hit a sub-three ERA, and uh, he was pretty good for both the D-backs and the Marlins. I really think he has a chance of being a breakout guy. He's been probably their best pitcher so far in spring training. And with so many other guys on the D-backs roster uh, in terms of pitchers struggling in spring training, I think Zach Allen really has a chance to put a stronghold on one of those uh, three, four, or five starting spots in the rotation and really have a breakout season in uh, 2020 for the team. Yeah, he he was pretty good in a limited amount of starts last year. Not limited, but not as big of a sample size. I know you guys also have Luke Weaver. And Robbie Ray is a really high strikeout pitcher, so I'm curious to see how he does. I don't know, man. It's interesting. If you, I actually checked the other day just to make sure on. You guys won 85 games last year. And yeah. this year, the the Pocota rankings, which are a little bit, I don't know. They're flawed in some ways, I, I think. But they have yeah, the Diamondbacks at 79.8 right now and the Padres oh, at wow. 78.8. So it's it's going to be a, a fight, I would say. Both teams have a percentage of advancing to the playoffs of under 10% somehow, which is great. Mathematics is truly a cursed subject. But for me, I think the Diamondbacks are one of those teams that, and you could correct me if I'm wrong or whatever, the I don't know the feel as much for the D-backs, but they're one of those teams that it's not like they got worse. You know, it's they only kind of got better. I don't think that there was really, I mean, obviously they lost Paul Goldschmidt, but that was the year before. And I can't, like, just looking at the team, there's nothing here where it's not like they lost anybody. And a lot of the projections on them are based on people thinking that a lot of guys played yeah. over their heads. Yeah, pretty much. It just goes in line with what I was saying before. They had a lot of guys last year who really had like career seasons in terms of like Christian Walker who was a pretty no name guy, picked him off, picked him up off the waivers. And then he had 29 bombs and they had a couple guys like that as well. Eduardo Escobar hitting over 30 home runs for the first time in his career. Hit Tom Marte being a top five MVP, uh, MVP candidate. So they had a few guys who who people just think are just going to regress in the 2020 MLB season because they do think, like you said, played a little bit over their heads the last season. So I think that's where a lot of those Dakota rankings come from. They just don't think they're going to continue the same success that they did last year. But they didn't really lose anyone. And I like the offseason acquisitions they added with a Starling Marte, a Bumgarner, a Cole Calhoun. So I do think they'll be slightly better heading into next season. Yeah, they're an interesting team. And they definitely have a lot of power for sure. And while I think that the Padres... I think between the two teams, they might be, this is just me, I think that their best players are better than the, the Dimebacks' best players, but there's a lot of questions. You know, they've got like, there's no, 
I don't really know about the the team's bullpen, but in terms of like the offensive players, you guys don't have an, uh, a Will Myers or a a uh, an Eric Hosmer to worry about. You know what I mean? There's not like a this giant liability potential. You know what I mean? So that's I guess that that's one of the the reasons I could see the Diamondbacks going ahead. Of course they won't. The Padres will remain victorious. Oh, and yeah. to have one of the great comeback seasons, a bounce back season, I've been predicting all season. But that's that's what I think. I think that the the D backs in general, and they've got guys like David Peralta, who I don't believe he was great last year, but the year before he was good. So I could see there's upside there of him bouncing back. And I don't know. The team is just I don't I don't have a lot of hate for this team. What do you think are the potential things holding them back? For potential things holding them back, it would probably be the back end of the bullpen for the D-backs. I don't know if they have a true shutdown guy they could give the ball to in the ninth inning. Archie Bradley's probably going to be slated in as the ninth inning closer for now, but I don't know if I truly trust him to be that shutdown guy. If he could go back to what he was a couple of seasons ago, we had that sub-2 ERA, then maybe I'll have a little bit more confidence. But right now, they have some guys who are pretty good as middle relievers, but I don't know if they have that true closer like a Chapman or a Craig Kimbrell who I have complete faith in with the game on the line you know maybe a one score game and you need uh, to get one more out to end it and I don't know if the D-backs have that guy who have that complete faith in every team's got a weakness unlike the team that's at the top of our division the Dodgers which I doubt either of our two teams are going to contend with that much although I do think they could give them a run for their money too at least in a couple games this season they won't be pushovers we're going to take a quick break guys and when we get back I'm going to ask Miller here some of his thoughts on spring training since I've already shared plenty of my thoughts, let's get someone's new, get a new voice in there. So stay tuned, guys. You'll listen to the Lockdown Padres podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And we're back, everybody, here on the Lockdown Padres podcast, talking with my man Miller, the host of the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast, just letting him kind of voice his opinions on the team and kind of getting everyone excited, right? And letting him have his moment. You know, that's yeah, that's what rambling. I try to do here. <laughs> just rambling over um, here. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But that's that's what we want. We want the rambling, and I like passion. That's important. Now, I wanted to ask you about some of your thoughts on spring training so far. I've talked about this before. I kind of secretly, not not secretly, not so secretly, kind of loathe everything that has to do with spring training. I'm mm-hmm. seeing Will Myers at 300, and he's got three home runs, and everyone's freaking out now. Like, oh, here we go. The, the big bounce back from Will Myers, which I don't think is going to happen, even if there's – even if I would love it to. But what do you think are just some some basic thoughts on the Diamondbacks so far in spring training? Well, the Diamondbacks have been a pretty pitiful so far in spring training. They're <laughs> currently last in the Cactus League with a 2-8 record. And a lot of it had just been two basic, two basic elements of any uh, good team. They can't pitch very well so far, and their hitting is not uh, doing so hot either. So when those two things are in line... Uh, you're not going to win many games. I mean, prior to the last game against the Royals, they haven't scored more than two runs entering the ninth inning in all of their games that they lost so far. So they've been really struggling on the offensive end. So that was like seven straight games where they scored two runs or less entering the ninth inning. And then also their pitching has been pretty bad. Luke Weaver's coming off some injury woes uh, off of last season. He had some forearm issues. So he hasn't been at full strength yet, but he hasn't pitched too well in spring training. So he could attribute maybe attribute that to the injury woes he had last season. 
And then guys like Taylor Clark, who's vying for a fifth spot in the rotation, he's already given up nine earned runs and only like four innings pitch. So that hasn't been too good either. But Zach Allen, like I said before, is my breakout pitcher for the D-backs. He's probably been the most impressive starter so far. He's only given up about one, uh, given up one run in his two starts that he's had so far in spring training. So I love what he's done. And Cattell Marte has just continued the pace he's been on last season. Michael Will Myers, he's batting 385 right now. So he's been a great uh, bright spot for the D-backs. And I think it's going to be another gem in the 2020 season. Yeah, the Cattell Marte thing last year was just so, I don't know. I was just watching. He's one of those guys where I was like, oh, yeah, he. I heard he had a good season. And then I checked the numbers again just to remind myself. I was like, wait a minute, a 98, a 981 OPS? What happened? Like, Because I, I, I fall asleep sometimes towards the end of the, the season. It's a long season. Yeah, I feel you. Now that I fall asleep. And I'm just like, 32, what? Like, this guy was an MVP runner? Like, it just, it just freaks me out sometimes when I see stuff like that. What do you think are, do you have any general thoughts on spring training? Like what do you ever, do you have anything that you look for when you're watching games or paying attention to them? Yeah, I just look for consistency, honestly, in the quality of how you're playing, really. I don't look overall, I don't look too much at the overall numbers because a lot of them could be inflated or really deflated. You see guys get really hot, like we said, with the Will Myers batting 300. But you see some of your best players going ice cold. So I don't like to take everything with a grain of salt in spring training. I just want you to go out there, be confident, get your you know tires oiled a little bit, and just go out mm-hmm. there and play well. You don't have to play phenomenally. I want you to just play to, to your own standard, basically. I don't want to see you go out there if your pitcher give up five runs and two, two innings pitch. Like I want to see you be who you are. I don't have to mm-hmm. see the most dominant game, see a no-hitter, but just just play to your strengths pretty much is what I like to say. Yeah, just 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 play some baseball, man. That's that's basically what you got to do. Millard, what do you think are what do you where do you see the Let me see actually. I didn't check this. Hold on. I forgot to see my first time Dimebacks but Padres. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> a fun t- tidbit right there. Yeah, I totally forgot. So Millard, the first time the Padres play the Diamondbacks is Saturday, April 18th, according wow. to my little schedule thing here. Maybe I'm blind and I can't read anything correctly, but oh, wait, no, I'm, I was wrong. The first time they play apparently is in, let's see here. Yeah, wow, that's, hold on. No, 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 I was right. I was looking at spring training games. Yeah. So the, <laughs> okay. first, time, the first time they play is in April, a double, a double game there, April 18th and then April 19th. What are, do you fear the Padres at all? Are there any? Do you have any fears? Is this a team that you think, nah, they're just going to repeat what they did last year, or are you just, I don't know, confident that the that the Diamondbacks have this in the bag? From a rotation standpoint, <clears throat> I'm probably not too fearful of the Padres. Just looking at the last year's numbers, a lot of them struggled in the starting rotation for the Padres. Granted, they had a pretty young starting rotation, so not a lot of not a ton of veteran experience. A lot of them had above four ERA, some above five ERA. So from a starting standpoint, I'm not too fearful. But in terms of a lineup, the, the Padres have a little bit of a sleeper lineup. I think they have a lot of up and down guys like a Will Myers who could go out there and be an all-star uh, kind of player for you. It just really depends if you could put a if he could put it all together. Then you have Fernando Tatis, who was really great last season at only 20 years old. And then if Manny Machado could really live up to that contract, then the Padres really have some guys in their lineup that could go out there and hit you 300 with about 35 home runs. So they definitely have some all-star type players in their lineup that scare me. But from a pitching standpoint, I'm probably not too fearful. 
Yeah, I think that to, to to just do a team comp, I really think I said this before. I think that like the top three Padres hitters with Fam, Machado, and Tatis, I'm willing to put them up against a lot of top three offensive players in the league that teams have. And I think you, you nailed it right on the button. The starting rotation is not great, aside from the sheriff and his illustrious hair, uh, Mr. Chris Paddock. The starting rotation is kind of weird. I mean, we're expecting to get innings out of guys like Joey Lucchese and and Garrett Richards, who I, I'm high on Garrett Richards for some reason. I think that guy could be good again. But just in general, the starting rotation is – there's a lot of questions aside from Paddock. And even Paddock, he's probably going to be on an innings limit to an extent this year. So it's it's really questionable there. I do think, though, one area is the bullpen. And like you were mentioning, the, the Diamondbacks bullpen is a little shaky. The Padres are projected to have one of the better bullpens in all of baseball this year because of the because of Kirby Yates and the signing of Drew Pomeranz and the trading for Emilio Pagan. So I think that these are two teams that are – I kind of get why they're projected, according to a lot of the science and whatnot, I guess, to be around the same area. That's why I'm really excited, and I, I hope to have you on the podcast again to talk about the first the first time they finally play each other. I, I really hate that the – that the Padres aren't playing like anybody of note for the first month of the season. Not really. I mean, no, no disses to San Francisco, but they're kind of a okay. rebuilding team. Do you have any kind of final thoughts on the Diamondbacks versus the Padres? Anything? What's it like in Arizona? I don't know. What's it? What's how? How are things going over there? <laughs> in Arizona, things are going pretty yeah. well out here. Uh, <laughs> people are pretty excited for the team's 2020 season. They like uh, the off-season acquisitions, as I said, Bumgarner. You know, he was a big rival, as you know, with the Padres. Mm-hmm. He was a big rival on the Giants. So being able to poach him from a division rival and adding Starling Marte's a five-tool player, Cole Calhoun, he went to Arizona State out here, 30 home run mm-hmm. guy. Now he's on the team. So I think there's a lot of a lot of things to look forward to. And then Kepel Marte really could put his mark on the city of Phoenix, I would say. Could really become one of the, one of the uh, faces of the city of Phoenix as a sports figure. So he really can make his mark there. He continues to have this MVP run that he's been going on. So I think there's a few things to be excited about. And then if you just look at the other sports just going on the Valley right now, the Suns have been too good. The Cardinals are finally starting to get it together with the quarterback and coach. So the D-backs mm-hmm. are probably the best uh, team in the Valley. If you consider baseball, basketball, and uh, football, the D-backs are probably the best team in the Valley and they could really uh, put a stranglehold on them in the 2020 season. Yeah. Maybe if Cattell Marte has another, season like he did last year he could be the real like Arizona kind of face I still think that's probably gonna end up going to Kyler Murray especially when the team gets better I mean it's football it's that's just has a stranglehold on all of sports really Miller do you have any final things you want to plug perhaps just anything you want to plug anything you want to say you could Oh uh, yeah. Well, I'm graduating pretty soon. So go check out my website, Miller Twan, uh, Miller Thomas 24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see my work for my packages to my articles, photos, and graphic design. So you can stay up to date with me on there and follow me on social media, creator Thomas 24 on Twitter and Shane.Thomas123 on Instagram. <laughs> Just to plug myself real quick. <laughs> And of course, you guys can also follow him on the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Of course, of course, definitely listen to that. I know I'm going to be listening to all the divisional rivals in the NL West for sure. You got to keep up. Got to make sure and catch anybody slipping, you know. And if you're graduating, hey, have fun. I guess while it lasts, because I just did, and it's weird. <laughs> it is really weird to graduate from college. So everyone, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that might be better than the Padres themselves. Still making that joke. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. You can follow Millard, of course, too. 
And until next time, and I assume there's going to be a next time between us two as the yes, season goes sir. on, stay faithful, my fire faithful homies, and take care.